Welcome to episode 81 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. We are in November, oh, you guys. And if any of you have been keeping up with these episodes, and especially these first two for November, you know how excited and grateful I am to have humans come on to talk about intimacy in sobriety. It is a hot topic. It is a topic that so many people are so curious about and have so many questions, but they don't know where to go. I didn't know where to go and people get uncomfortable. And I am so glad that I have guests that are like, Michael, full send. Let's do this. Let's talk about it. I want to change people's lives and have them feel comfortable with intimacy in recovery. So as you all know, I kicked off this month introducing the topic. I've had Ed Tilton, who is the CEO of the Begin Again Institute, come on to talk about intimacy and sobriety. And now I have an amazing returnee coming on to talk about this. And she is incredible. It was interesting when I had her on for episode 59, talking about service in recovery, I told her about some other topics that I had. And when I asked her about this topic, she was like, yes, I'll talk about it. And I was like, F yes, I'll, let's do this. So I have this amazing human back. I will let her go ahead right now and tell you who she is. And we're going to have an incredible conversation for you guys. Who do I have the pleasure of having back to Monday yay. State of Mind? <laughs> oh, yay. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me back. I am so, so excited to be here. My name is Mary Hoover, and I am the alumni coordinator over at Aspen Ridge Recovery. Sex and intimacy, I think, is such an important topic. When you said it, I was like, yes, it's something (laughs) that I wish was talked about more because I was the person who first got sober and was terrified to talk about intimacy, but it was a conversation I really needed. So when you said that, I said, yes. Guys, hold on to whatever it is you're doing get present with us. And here we go. So Mary, this topic of intimacy and recovery, when we get sober, like, as you know, person in recovery, sometimes we're like, where do I even start with intimacy? What does intimacy look like? And intimacy has so many different definitions. Intimacy can be conversations to touch, to engaging in sexual conduct. And so I want to ask you, When I brought up intimacy and sobriety, what were some of your first thoughts about it? And what gets you excited about sharing this with everybody? Oh, that's a great question. I think what gets me excited is my personal growth over the span in my sobriety. Intimacy in the beginning was purely physical in my mind. It was an exchange. It was not something that got me excited because it was something that had always been used kind of as a weapon, like intimacy had been used as a weapon in my life. And I had to heal. I really had to heal when I first got sober. And so coming from that place, like really scared and not knowing exactly like what you said, not knowing where to start to where I am today, where I feel like a whole person who is in a place to share my experience on this topic is just what gets me so excited. In terms of where to start, I had to start with healing my own 
personal trauma around intimacy, around sexual experiences, around all of that stuff before I could move forward, having a beneficial experience with sharing that with another person, whether that was intimacy, like you said, in conversation, intimacy through physical touch, I had to heal first because if I didn't, I was just going to continue to use it as a weapon as it had been used on me previously. Yeah, like the chills, the fact that you said being used as a weapon and a lot of us look at it as just physical. That's how I looked at intimacy. I always thought it was physical and I didn't understand that there could be depth to intimacy. And the story that I told myself around intimacy was that it was just physical. And if I didn't have the physical aspect, then something was wrong with me. Or that Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't achieving that intimacy that like I coined as sex. Intimacy is physical touch. And it was interesting because in early recovery, I'll share, like I went right to that, just the physical touch and it wasn't doing it for me. There was something missing. This act of the physical part, it was cool, but I was like, there's gotta be something more. And so can you speak to any of that? Absolutely. I was in a position when I first got sober that I wasn't able to talk to the opposite sex at all, which I hated at the time, but was actually perfect. I needed it so badly because I could not engage in that because that's where my head went to 100%. And I learned how to have a relationship with myself first, how to have intimacy, personal intimacy with myself loving myself, learning who I was as a person, like growing this beautiful personality that was me before I went out and had to learn how to share that with the rest of the world. So I think I was placed in a really perfect position for that personal growth. Cause when I got out, I was able to share that. Did I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that everybody was getting out of treatment and having all of this sex, having all of the physical intimacy. (laughs) And I felt left behind. Like I need to catch up. Like you were saying, like, I need to achieve this physical intimacy that I, in my head, everybody is doing. And that was going back to using intimacy for something other than its intended purpose, which is closeness connection. I was using it to feel like I was better than, or in comparison to my peers And just like you, it wasn't doing it. It wasn't wholly satisfying because it wasn't what I actually wanted, which was connection. Like connection is so important, right? And I think a lot of us sometimes can be afraid of it, can be afraid of deep connection. And so we use physical intimacy almost as a block. Like, okay, if if I'm just physical with you, then I don't have to open myself up. Or I don't have to like experience or have these deeper levels or because we just don't even know how or we're afraid that we want those deeper levels, but we don't know if our partner or who we're with wants that or understands it or or is going to get freaked out by it. And also, I love that you said 
you had to learn how to get intimate with yourself first. Holy wowza. That was my experience. I'm like, dude, we're totally cut from the same cloth. Like that's why <laughs> I'm like, that's why we're talking. <laughs> Cause like I had to get intimate with who I was too, Mary. And it wasn't until I finally got intimate with exactly who I was and loved myself so much that I was like, okay, now I have power in intimacy. And so in your recovery, you know, getting sober, getting to love yourself, what was a turning point for you when you were like, okay, I can see intimacy different now. I can see that intimacy is not just about physical touch and that it's more rewarding. I like caused a lot of harm through using intimacy wrongly at first. And I think that came after getting to a point of getting miserable with what I had been doing in sobriety, hitting an emotional bottom through my own conduct and realizing that I didn't want to live that way anymore. That in sobriety, I didn't want to continue to conduct myself that way. And I didn't have to, that there was another way. And so I worked with my sponsor a lot. Intimacy was something I was always thought was taboo, was really embarrassed to talk about. My face would get bright red all the way down <laughs> to like, like my neck, my ears. It made me so uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable with it. But after I got to that place, I was like, I have to talk about this. And so I talked with my sponsor about it and she really helped me grow from that place. That was like that pivotal moment when I was willing to have the conversation around it. Kind of like that fifth step of highlighting all the dark nooks and crannies of my conduct and where I wanted to hopefully grow towards in that ideal. That also came quintessentially around the time that I met my husband. Back at the time, we were complete strangers. And I remember talking to my sponsor and saying, I really, really like this person. And I don't want to F it up, you know, like (laughs) I really want this to be special and I have no idea where to start. And that was exactly the starting point was what she said. She said, that's exactly where you start. And (laughs) we grew from there. You hit it on the nail. And it's funny because my sponsor was like, if you want to be intimate, like you have to be able to talk about it. And if you can't talk about it and express your needs and your desires and what makes you light up and what doesn't with the person that you're with, then you have no business engaging in any sort of intimacy, even intimacy on a conversation level. And I'm like, oh my God, like it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, I never talk about it. Like I just use my feminine power to have men become submissive because that's what I thought what it was. And then I was like, okay, I actually have to talk about this and then like like, like who talks about I you know like I had no idea what that looked like so I want to ask you when you met your husband who by the way all of you guys I know her husband and he is the shit he's fantastic he's freaking fantastic how did you know that there was intimacy had changed when you started to hang out with him like what was that shift that you were like oh I get it now I can like remember a specific situation. We got stuck in the car together for like a good couple hours, like the majority of a day. And we spent the whole time talking and laughing and getting to know each other and talking about our families and playing music for each other and just like wholly and deeply getting to know each other on a really raw basis. 
And that was when intimacy took a whole new light of like, I want to continue to get to know this person in every facet. I want to get to know his favorite color, his favorite food, his favorite movie. I want to know all of these things about him because this intimacy is so beautiful. Knowing and being known by somebody on my most raw and base level was just so enlightening of an experience because that was something I always felt like I lacked. Like nobody really truly knew me. And that day I felt like he really took the time to get to know me. And that blew my mind. Intimacy without physical touch, intimacy of who I was. It was vulnerable and it was scary. And I was like, I hope he likes this. Like, I don't know if he likes (laughs) me after I've told him all these things about myself, but he did. And and I liked him. And it was, I felt like a schoolgirl. Just giddy with, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> you are so cool. I'm like, you're just saying everything that I was like hoping and praying that you would say without like forcing you to say anything, which is great. So <laughs> with that being said, I think it's so important, especially if you are new in recovery or if you're somebody who's never experienced true intimacy, true intimacy, like really comes from just like you said, people like that deep connection of people or a person like your husband getting to know you for exactly who you are and loving you and accepting all parts. Like that is Mm -hmm. intimate to be able to love and accept all parts of somebody and to like say, Hey, I see you. I love it. How Ed Tilton said intimacy is like into me. I see. And your husband saw into you, like instead of into me, I see into you, he saw and talk about those feelings of connection or just like that. Can't even describe that feeling. And I know you know what I'm talking about, but so was that something that you were like after that car and after being able to like talk with him, I want to ask what are now with your husband besides the physical part, but what are some of the most intimate moments that you have with him that are so special? I would say quality time is a hundred percent where we share our most intimate moments. I am all about quality time. And so it doesn't even look as groundbreaking as that first intimate moment, because for me, it was like stepping out of a dark room into sunlight for the first time. Now intimacy is just sharing a meal together, sitting down and talking about what each other's day was like. It is sitting down at the end of the day and really checking in with each other. How are you doing? What's your day been like? How are you getting along? (laughs) And those moments are truly intimate now because it's all about taking the time. Now that we know each other three years in, it feels like nearly in and out in terms of our past. It's about sharing the present in an intimate moment together. And that takes pausing and really asking. I know I get stuck into this routine sometimes where I feel like I can assume and think that I know because we know each other. And most of the time I'm wrong. Intimacy is taking the time to ask. It is like you said, like it's not assuming it's like taking that time to be so present and just feeling the feels of a moment. Would you agree, Mary? Intimate moments. Some of the most intimate moments are not physical touch. Oh, 100%. Sometimes the most intimate moments are when we're having a disagreement 
intimate moments are sitting there and knowing that we love each other so deeply that though we don't really like each other right now, we are going to sit down, talk this out and work through it together as, as a joint unit. Sometimes those are the most intimate moments. It doesn't always look like these confetti and celebration. Sometimes intimacy is walking through the hardest parts of life together. That's some of the most beautiful moments we've had too. Oh, <laughs> I like, I could like cry over here. I'm like, <laughs> but it's true. I had no idea that this is what intimacy could like. I had no idea the story I told myself. And I'm sure the story, a lot of you listening, tell yourselves if I don't have physical touch or if it's not having sex every single day or making out with this person or engaging in some sort of like pleasurable physical experience, then I'm missing the boat on intimacy. And I'm going to tell you guys, if that's what you think it is, you are missing the boat on intimacy if that's what you think that it is. And so Mary, what would you say to the person listening to this? And they're like, holy cow, my mind is blown, which I'm sure so many of you listening to this, I hope your mind is blown. The intimacy is so much more. What would you say to that person that's struggling to just figure it out? They're just like, now I don't even know where to go. You know? (laughs) So like, what advice would you have for people starting this intimacy journey? Oh, start small. I think one one of the little tests, quote unquote tests, my sponsor would ask me was when you're just sitting and talking with this person, are you watching the clock? Can you just not wait until you're done talking to each other? And she was like, if that's it, you're not sharing an intimate moment. You guys probably don't even really like each other. If you just can't wait for the other one to stop talking. And I was like, oh my God, that's all of my relationships up until this point. Um, (laughs) It's like, stop talking. Let's just get intimate. Okay. (laughs) And so that was my little test because I was in a relationship at the time that I was feeling that way when we first started that conversation. And I took the steps to end that relationship because I realized that wasn't true intimacy. So that was my first step. Then it was continuing the conversation. And I think that is just the perfect place to start because intimacy is such a personal and individualized experience that end goal happens eventually, starting from the very small parts, continuing the conversation, continuing to ask questions, asking people whose relationships I look up to, how and where they started, and just asking people that I feel know more about intimacy than I do. And those conversations really were transformative for me to turn my individual idea of intimacy into what it is today. I'm like, that's great advice. I love it. And I think that it's true. And thank you for saying, Mary, start talking about it. You guys normalize talking about intimacy, normalize it because it is such a part of human connection. Um, Intimacy is like I said, it's not just about the physical part. So get used to being comfortable talking about what makes you feel so alive and so beautiful or handsome if you're a dude, confident, empowered. Intimacy is about sharing these moments with another person that just makes you feel so like, I want to say alive. How would you describe that if you are having an intimate moment, how does it make you feel, Mary? I feel it right in my heart almost. I I call them like little heart squeezes where you feel that just like, ah, that like moment, that yearning, that just whole heart. I feel it directly in my chest when it's happening. And I couldn't know how else other to describe it. 
Oh, heart squeezes. I can't wait to share that with my <laughs> husband because it's true. It's like, I'll be looking at him and I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh yeah. God. That's <laughs> so funny. This has been such a treat. And I hope that Christy, who's on the back end right now with us, is enjoying this as much <laughs> as I am because it is lighting me up that you are here sharing this. And I, it is my hope that all of you can get something out of it. And if there's one thing I would hope that you would get from Mary, you guys today is that intimacy is so much more than physical touch. And it starts with, you know, being intimate with you, like with yourself and loving yourself. Mary, is there any last bit of just uh, heart squishes or things you want to <laughs> share with our, with our amazing audience? I just want to say thank you so, so much again. Like I said at the beginning, coming from what felt like such a broken place to now being in a position to feel like I can help other people walk through this uncomfortable and, and taboo topic, it seems, is the biggest gift. So thank you so much for having me on here. I, it's just been wonderful. It always is with you, Michael. You heard Mary say it, and, like, and I'll say it too. We are here for you. If you're like, I don't know who I can talk to, who I can even start this conversation with, hit me up, hit Mary up. It is not as scary as I, trust me, it really is not as scary as you're making it out to be. If anything, get excited. It is so exciting to, when you hit this whole new level of connection because we're human and humans are so badass and we're so powerful. And lastly, like Mary, would you agree when you hit like that level of intimacy, it's like this whole new level of aliveness. Oh yeah. I feel like I could never go back now. Once I've experienced this level of intimacy, I don't feel like I could go back to what I was doing before. It's just this whole new level of celebration. So you hit it on the head. There you have it, ladies and gents. Mary Uber just dropping incredible knowledge bombs of empowerment with intimacy and sobriety. Mary Hoover, you are a freaking gift in this world. And, and I'm having like heart squeezes, squishies because you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys, another incredible episode of talking about intimacy and sobriety and what it can do for your state of mind when you choose to drop the story you're telling yourself about what you think it is and choose to explore what it can B. Oh, okay. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 